Hello and welcome to our Let's Talk CCISD podcast. Today we are joined by Dr. Karen Engel, Superintendent of Schools and Alice Benzai, Chief Financial Officer. Dr. Engel, as we are recording this podcast, we are in the midst of welcoming new teachers to Clear Creek ISD. You had the opportunity to visit with teachers new to education and shared with them the power of our star. Can you share a little bit more about your message to our employees? Yes, it was so exciting to meet with all the brand new teachers to the profession. It's a little overwhelming, I think, too, to come into a profession and explain our district. Um, We have over 5,000 employees, 46 schools, two counties, and about 110 square miles. And 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 joining an organization like that, but really emphasize the fact that the district is their family and then their school is their home away from home, their school family. And our emphasis is on belonging and being a part of that school community. Um, And we did talk about the star and our logo that we've had for um, over 70 years is our Clear Creek ISD star and what that means And thinking about, we've had a lot of input and a lot of discussion on what does that mean to us. And the star is truly the symbol of hope, of excellence, innovation, integrity, family, collaboration, and many, many more things. But they'll come to know that, but they were excited to be here and a little bit nervous. But we know as we get into this school year, we have an amazing group of outstanding new to the profession teachers. We certainly do. Today's topic is to explain to our listeners about the financial challenges many school districts are facing and how we in Clear Creek ISD plan to overcome them. As many of our listeners know, the 88th legislature adjourned at the end of May without coming to an agreement of how to fund public education, especially in light of inflation. In fact, we had a podcast not too long ago on this very topic when the legislature was in session and we were talking about the need for a minimum of a $1,000 increase in the basic allotment to just cover the increasing cost of education. And they adjourned and did not do anything with that basic allotment. And uh, while they may come around to that at a later date, um, we're having conversations with our community about how to best support our teachers and our staff here in Clear Creek ISD. Um, So we've had five community meetings to talk about this topic and the complexities of school funding. Dr. Engel and Alice Benzai will go through the presentation titled Power of Pennies. The presentation materials um, will also be um, included in this podcast for our listeners. So Alice, do you want to, or Dr. Engel, you get us started, right? Yeah, Yeah. I'll be happy to. And just kind of in starting off, just like I said, um, Clear Creek ISD offers quality education and for more than 40,000 students. And um, the heart of the organization lies with the people and the people who work here, and we're welcoming those new people. And we know that our community values what we offer, and that's why we're turning to the community for help. And we've been talking about a voter approval tax rate election. As we go through the intricacies, I guess, and the complexities of of found the state funding system, there are really two buckets when it comes to monies as we work through our funding in the district. Maintenance and operations covers the basic things that we use every day, expenses like you would use at home. Um, The fund pays for insurance, fuel, electricity. Um, This is where our salaries come from. And we have 90% of our general fund, our maintenance and operation is spent on people because we're in the people business of educating children. 
So all of those monies combined to what we use, what you would do in a household every day. We also have another bucket, interest and sinking. And this, these monies are um, what I, I like to equate to is taking out a home loan or a car loan. These are things that we use somewhat like a mortgage. Um, we pay off long-term debt with our interest in sinking, and we accrue this by selling bonds. So this money, we would pay for new facilities, renovating major renovations, maintenance and repairs on things that, remember, 90% of our daily operating budget comes is, is for people. So we don't have a lot left over for these major projects like you would at home. Um, the interest and in sinking fund, the bonds cannot be transferred to operations. So we can never transfer those monies to utilize those for basic operations. And also the maintenance and operations tax rate that we'll be talking about during this podcast, that is tightly regulated, frankly, by the state of Texas, that as property values go up, the state requires us to lower our taxes. And um, our, our tax rate history shows that. Yes. As a matter of fact, our tax rate history, and we just have uh, some information from 2016 to 2023, but the combined tax rate has been going down over the years, as you can see, and taxpayers will see a further tax rate decrease thanks to the legislation passed just two weeks ago or several weeks ago now, I believe, um, as well as a $100,000 homestead exemption that the voters will have an opportunity to prove in November. Um but our tax rate continues to go down while our expenses have, you know, and those monies with the tax rate going down, we don't receive any additional monies in the school district. Um, and we do, we're kind of in a situation now with inflation. I think Ms. Benzai will talk about that. We haven't received any increased funding, but the taxpayers have received all of us. Um, most of us, anyway, have received, um, will receive a decrease in our taxes. And Ms. Benzai, do you want to talk a little bit about our budget, where we stand today and what it looks like in the future? Sure. So we have been, um, we always have a long range projection here at Clear Creek ISD and in our general fund budget, which is uh, the bucket that Dr. Engel spoke about that funds our regular uh, daily operations. We have had um, a couple years with a um, deficit budget where we've needed to transfer funds from our reserves to cover to cover the um, budget. And looking out uh, into next year's budget, we were facing or are facing a deficit of about seventeen point four million, and the following year about thirty one point seven million. So this is something we were um, watching the legislature very carefully this year to see what would happen. Um, we, uh, along with all other districts in the state and all of us at home, are facing high inflation costs. So our inflation here at um, the inflation affects Clear Creek ISD significantly in terms of looking at our general insurance policies, our property and casualty insurance, our fuel costs that uh, we need to fuel our buses, paper costs, garbage, health insurance, school security, all of those things have had a significant rise in their prices and uh, impact on our expenditure line. And so it looks from 2019, our CPI, Consumer Price Index, has increased by 17%. And we estimated it would take a $1,000 increase in that basic allotment from the state to meet our needs uh, that we've had from inflation. But as um, 
we know the state did not make any increases to that basic allotment. So over the past year, we've looked at, uh, we pulled together a strategic budget sprint team to look at what we can do as a district to generate revenues and also to reduce expenditures. And so we have um, looked at our staffing. We're 80, 80, 90%, excuse me, uh, staffing is in our budget. And we have reduced by about 144 positions over the past two years. We've looked at department budgets and made reductions there over time. We've also done things like eliminating out-of-state travel and limiting professional memberships, as well as making some energy management modifications. Overall, we've saved about $10.2 million on the expenditure side. And one of the things we always like to talk about is the um, how much we're spending in the classroom. And we're very proud uh, to say that we spend 65% of our budget directly in the classroom on instruction and instructional resources. And that is higher than the state average. It's also higher than the average in Region 4. On the other hand, we like to look at our administrative costs and make sure that those are staying in line. We have very low administrative cost ratios here in Clear Creek ISD. Our general administrative costs are at about 2.1%. The state average is 3.7% and the region average is 3%. So we're proud to say that we keep those administrative costs below what the state average and region average is. And we did talk a little bit about our tax rate. Over the, um, over the Region 4 area, we have one of the lowest tax rates out there. In fact, CCISD, the side, MO side of our tax rate, is the fourth lowest in the state of Texas. So we have um, produced a great educational system with very low tax rate. We're very proud of that. But as we move on and talk about a tax rate election, uh, what we are asking our voters to approve, or we'll be asking our voters to approve this uh, November, is the addition of three pennies to our tax rate. These are considered golden pennies by the state. The reason that they're called golden is because they generate not only local taxes, but also matching state funds. And so each penny brings in about $3 million in taxes to the district, and the state almost matches those dollar for dollar with another $3 million. So that's a significant source of revenue for us. And with that approval of that tax rate election, that will help us balance our budget here at Clear Creek ISD for the fall next year. And so in summary, Dr. Engel, what, um, what is the plan moving forward the board will consider officially um, the voter approval tax rate election um, in August. And then from that time, we will go out and seek our taxpayers' support. You know, we are really just asking for some help. Um, as Ms. Benzai said, and we've talked about, our MO tax rate is one of the lowest in the state. Um, Greater Houston area, the only MO tax rate lower than we have is HISD and anywhere around our area. So, we need, a, we need our, our voters' help, but also it's our community. Um, we are looking to our community members, our partners, to help ensure that our educational system remains that shining star in, in the community and the district. We know how important that is. One of our beliefs is that parents' community and the school have a shared responsibility for the education of youth. We talk to people all the time that move to Clear Creek ISD area for the schools. 
And we're asking our our um, taxpayers just to help support that, help support um, everything that we do in Clear Creek ISD. And this is the first time that we've gone out to our voters for a tax rate election. We certainly have gone out previously for school bonds, um, but this is a new process for us. And we've been talking to community. We've had five meetings this summer. And um, Ms. Benza, can you, because t- I know that was a question that came up about what's what does this mean for me as an average homeowner? Yes. So one of the things that we wanted to show during our community meetings was the tax impact of the tax rate election. Um, So we looked at a home that had a value of $350,000. And we've all, many of us have received um, increases in our property value. So we reflected a 10% growth in this home value, which brought it up to $385,000 next year. There's a couple things that are going on at the state level. The state provides a $40,000 per year homestead exemption to our homeowners, and they are increasing that to $100,000. So that's a great benefit for taxpayers. In addition to that, with this property value growth, the district is required to reduce our tax rate on the M&O side. So we will be reducing that tax rate by 18 cents, which is very significant and will produce savings for our taxpayers as well. So without a tax rate election, a homeowner would be seeing a savings of about $750 per year in this situation. With the passage of Evader, the savings would go down to about $670. So really those three pennies generate a cost to this taxpayer of about $80 per year. Great. Thank you. Um, During, and I will say that we have had really great response from our community. Um, They understand, it takes a while to understand the challenge because it's so complex with school funding because of property values going up so high, although we have no control over that. Um, but the state then requires us to lower that tax rate. So there's this misunderstanding that I'm paying all this in taxes. Why are, why aren't you receiving it? And that just is, that's the Robin Hood system that we're operating under in the state of Texas. And so as long as people stay engaged and informed on this topic, they become more connected to it. And the community members that we've talked to, at least they seem to understand it and want to help. Um, And it is important that this tax rate election passes in November, um, because if not, the projection, the budget shortfall for not just this next school year, but the following year is pretty significant. And we don't want to have to go through that challenge. And so I think it's landing well in the public. And now we're just trying to get our employees up to speed of what's happening since they've hopefully been enjoying a nice summer, well-deserved summer. Well, and I was just going to say too, yeah, we have had some very positive feedback. And going back to that budget sprint team that Ms. Benzai talked about, um, that was a recommendation out of that team to generate revenue. And as well as they talked about how can we cut expenditures. And that was one of the strong recommendations was to generate revenue this way. And it is such a when people think about the fact that we're going to get almost matching state funding when the taxpayer, you know, with for each penny that we receive almost that amount of funding in return from the state that stays local, local dollars, it's a great return on investment as from our taxpayers put money out. But then the state definitely provides monies back into our district. So that's a, um, a real it's been a strong um, surprise, I think, to a lot of us that it's such a it's such a great way to to get monies back into the district. 
And we certainly would have liked to have given more in salary increases this year. But again, going back to what you said, the board really um, felt it was important to do something, even though we're in a deficit for this next school year. But some school districts have gone out there and have announced pretty significant salary increases. And so how do we how do we explain that to our employees? You're correct. Districts across the area have, in fact, provided raises and some have not. Um, Many of not most of our area districts have provided increases, have also adopted deficit budgets and um, they needed to do that to be able to provide those increases. So really, every district is unique when it comes to school finances. For example, some districts have maximized their taxing capacity. So they are using all of their available pennies that they can to raise tax revenue. Um, There's an area district that's one example that has all 17 pennies on their tax rate that they're allowed to have. Here in Clear Creek, we've been using just four pennies on our tax rate to um, maximize dollars. So that presents a challenge. Um, Some districts have high at-risk students and have generated a lot more in federal uh, funding from the pandemic than um, other districts. And many of those funds were used to fund salaries. And finally, just the drop in enrollment growth has created a different financial picture for Clear Creek ISD versus area growing districts. Um, As we've explained in our presentations, we're funded based on the number of students in attendance and that um, also that uh, set rate by the state. So it's extremely challenging and it requires us to find other uh, areas for expenditure reductions or new revenue sources. So I met last week with area CFOs and we're all unique in our factors that I mentioned, but we're all facing the same uh, financial impact from the state, from that lack of um, uh, increase in that basic allotment at the state level. Um, We value our employees and our budget. Our board of trustees has a budget goal to provide competitive salaries here in Clear Creek ISD, and we're working diligently on a plan over the next year to balance our budget and also remain competitive with our salaries. And the passage of this tax rate election is just an integral piece of that plan. Dr. Engel, as Ms. Benzai said, we are certainly not alone in this situation. What are you hearing from other leaders as to what may or may not happen at the state level? Right. And we continue to talk to not only local um, districts and superintendents, but also our state legislators. And we do hear that there will um, be possibly a special session on education um, later on in the fall. And so we look forward to that and potentially some support, not next year, but the year after. But um, the basic allotment increase to cover those inflation costs that we had originally anticipated, I'm not foreseeing that that's going to happen, but that's okay. We can go out and we have some, um, definitely we have not used our taxable resources. And we know that. So as we go back out to the taxpayers and um, ask them to kind of help contribute, like most of the other districts are in our area. And we're also being creative on how to increase revenues too. So we did, let's talk about um, the policy change that was passed in June. It was in June, I believe. Yes. On uh, open enrollment. Yes. We're very excited to announce that A grandparent living in our district, in our taxable district, um, with grandchildren can bring their grandchildren to Clear Creek ISD, whether those grandchildren live in the district or not. So as our community ages up a little bit, we continue to pay taxes. And this is a wonderful way to kind of 
you know, really allow that multi-generational um, community that we have, that we do have in, in this um, Clear Creek ISD. So if you are a grandparent, now we're kind of staffed, we're pretty full right now, but we will make plans and begin um, opening that up fully next year in early spring. If you're a grandparent, you want your grandchildren to come to Clear Creek ISD, um, that information will be out before you know it, and we welcome them. And also uh, employees who are grandparents can also participate in that limited open enrollment. Yes, they can. And even an employee who retires, their grandchildren can stay. So we are just really embracing um, our community. And we know that we've had some employees that said, um, I'm, I'm afraid to retire because my grand, I don't, my grandchildren don't live in the district and the policy changes have, have made that possible thanks to the board. And we're expanding tuition-based pre-K. Yes. We have two classes opening this fall, but we're planning to, the goal is to increase enrollment to by 300 for the 24, 25 school year. Yes, and we have kind of a long-range plan we call Vision 2030. And that long-range plan, we would like to open, have every family in Clear Creek ISD that would like to bring their children to pre-K. Some qualify for that service and they at no charge, but have a tuition-based pre-K for every family in Clear Creek ISD. So you have the chance to bring your children to um, uh, Clear Creek ISD teachers and schools. So we're working towards that also, expanding opportunities. So the board will take a vote on August 21st to call for a tax rate election, which will move us out of the deficit spending for this budget year. We do encourage every employee who resides in our district to register to vote for the November election. And we'll certainly have a lot more information out after um, the board meeting this month. Dr. Engel, is there anything else you'd like to say before we close out? Well, we're just grateful for all of the participation. I'm so grateful for the community budget sprint team, for our employees, for everybody that has really worked so hard to maintain the focus on children. As we get ready to open school, we are so excited. And there are some budget things going on, but we, as we like to say, we keep the main thing the main thing. And that is our children and to ensure that each child, each child achieves, contributes and leads with integrity. That is our goal. And we are grateful for our employees that are returning and are going to ensure that that happens. So just thankful for everybody. Thank you. And thank you both for being with us today. Have a great year. Thank you. Thank you.